Hey everybody, it's the Clarification Podcast. I'm your host, James Clary, along with my partner in crime, Russell West. Russell, how are you, my good. friend? Good. Very good. Good deal. Healthy. We yeah. Good. <laughs> That's good. You got over the big C, didn't you? Man. Did you, did you know it was COVID? Did you have COVID? What? No, I had hypertension. Oh. You're, I'm losing you it. Are, I'm way behind. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you just had a time warp. Because no, <laughs> you said the same thing when I got COVID. <laughs> that's true. So the medications are helping. Yeah, I feel a lot better. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that high blood pressure is no fun. What did you, did you just start feeling lousy? Or? Uh, I just, well, no, because I got my DOT physical. My blood pressure is real high. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, and they said, you might want to go get this checked out. And my girlfriend bugged me and bugged me and bugged me. Had a big fight with like my mom. And I went to sleep that night, and I kept waking up thinking I was dying. Oof. And, like, everything would fade to black. It happened all night. And so oh. I was like, all right, I got to go tomorrow. And so I went there, and they were like, we can't treat you. You need to go to the emergency room right now. Because it was so high. Yeah, because my blood pressure was so high. So I went there. They Man, when watched you're fading to black. It, it was in dreams. Yeah. So, but it felt really real. It was pretty scary. But it was something going on with your blood pressure was causing. Oh, definitely. And I, my chest was like tight, super tight. And I was, they were like, you are going to have a stroke or a heart attack it's very soon. You need to go to the emergency room. I go, uh-oh. And I, I'm sure it went up from there too. Wow. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, as I've said before on the show, I first got into all of this stuff because I'm just interested in the nature of reality. Uh, it led me to reading books about Einstein's theory of relativity and then quantum physics, which is the study of the very small. Einstein, the theory of relativity is the study of large things, you know, the cosmos, how do planets react, and his, his theories involving space-time and gravity. And then quantum physics uh, is the study of the very small guys like Heisenberg and Max Planck. But I wanted to start this. We're, there's some new theories that have come out, and some of the work that we're going to talk about today, uh, based on a movie, a documentary called The Principle, which we'll get into a little later. But I wanted to start with the hard problem in science. That's literally what they call it. <laughs> the hard problem, and it's consciousness. And why is it the hard problem? Because we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Why? What? All I know right now, Russell, is that you are a thinking human. At least I assume that. <laughs> I assume you're not a zombie that right. just, you know, laughs at the right point and yeah, yeah, interjects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have some kind of thought, and I know... You know, Rene Descartes, the philosopher in the 1400s, had the uh, the great line that everybody's heard, I think, therefore I am. Most people never really thought about what, what he's saying there. Mm-hmm. What he's saying, he was trying to get to the nature of reality. You know, the, the absolute idea that I can think means that I'm a real person because... We know that the objective reality that we see, see, hear, feel, and touch around us is not as it seems. So science can't explain consciousness. Uh, consciousness. It's, it's considered the hard problem. So I want to talk for a second about paradigms. Paradigms are just 
the set of beliefs around which a field of study is done in science. You could say quantum physics is a paradigm. Uh, Einstein's theory of relativity is a paradigm. Uh, DNA studies, it's a paradigm. You know, we know there's this DNA and these certain molecules line up, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but paradigms change. You know, there's that, uh, what is that old adage about the three truths that at first they're ridiculed, then, yeah. um, what is it? First they're ridiculed, then they're ignored, then they're accepted, accepted. Yeah, as, yes, yes. as <laughs> the absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And it's really true. I mean, if you think about going back to Plato, Plato thought that the planets and the Earth that circles, a circle was the perfect sphere. And since God created everything, everything was a circle. Like he thought the orbits of the planets were perfect circles. Well, we found out later uh, that they were actually ellipses. You know, Copernicus, Newton, Kepler, all these guys figured out their ellipses. So paradigm shifts uh, happen in science. But the one, well, in a paradigm shift, before it changes, you have to have an anomaly. For instance, in the, you know, Plato's idea of the circles, well, it didn't line up with the observed science. Therefore, you had an anomaly. Well, wait a minute. If it's a circle, it should do this, but it doesn't do this. It's an anomaly. So consciousness is still the anomaly in science. It can't be explained. Many scientists now are beginning to think that consciousness is fundamental. I mean, I mean, would you say your dog, your daughter's conscious? Mm -hmm. Is your dog conscious? Is a dog conscious? Well, can there be degrees of consciousness? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we're definitely talking about degrees. I sure. Mean, I then would, I would say, yes, it's conscious. It needs to eat. Yes, it's conscious. It feels pain. It feels pain. It feels, I mean, yep. dogs even feel empathy, loneliness. Mm. I mean, they yeah. have emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it goes down. Let's go down to a simple, I mean, a fish, you catch a fish and he's obviously freaking out on the hook. He feels pain. Right. Uh, I mean, one one of the uh, things I like to ask people, would you feel more comfortable pulling the plug out of your computer or throwing a jellyfish on a hot fire? Yeah. I mean, be, you know, the yeah, plug, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you're going to have some little hesitation about that jellyfish. You're going to see mm -hmm. it wriggle. I mean, you spray. I've got the flies are horrible. I hate flies. And every time I open my door, flies come in, yeah. and I hate Same. them. Same with my window, yeah. Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when I spray a fly with fly spray, I see it wriggling in pain and agony. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they're conscious to the degree we are. Certainly not. So everything seems to be is it conscious in a, in, in a matter that it's fundamental. To life? You know, I I think you could even take it further than that because you go down to fundamental particles, atoms, you know, mm -hmm. electrons. It's all made of the then, same. You know, if you stuff. well, yeah, if you would manipulate uh, an atom somehow, the the electron goes off in a different direction. I mean, it it reacts to stimulus. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you can make the argument, sure, that that's consciousness of it. Yes. It's a different sort. It's not. 
how we think of consciousness and that I mean, these terms, how we think of it, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, also though, we could be the, we could be the atom to some other super conscious being that exists out well, there. Yeah. That's the, the other, uh, David Hume, who, uh, was kind of took Descartes seven meditations, uh, a little bit further. He had something called the brain in the vat theory. That we could we could just be a brain in a vat that's controlled by these external beings, and it makes us feel this and hear this and see this. Right. This well, how the, we see consciousness in other animals and beings is reactive, right? We base yeah. their consciousness off their reactions to things. Right. Yeah. So that kind of, in a sense, makes sense, right? Right. But it, you know, some of this comes down to experience, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we know we're conscious because we have these thoughts and we can experience the world, right? Mm-hmm. That, think about sight for a second or c- colors. Remember, in, when we see something, it's literally light. It's light, it's reflected, it goes into our eyes. It's actually upside down. Our brain processes it and then in our mind, it gives us this image. Now we know, like the color blue, for instance, is I'm looking at that blue light over there. I don't have blue receptors in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's simply light that's been manipulated in my It's how it's brain. received. Yes. But it's not really blue. That thing that I'm seeing in itself. Don't think about what I perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the thing itself. This is gets this is where it gets kind of deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, for instance, quantum physics, I'll give you another example. Quantum physics tells us that everything is made up of not just atoms, but subatomic particles, the large Correct. hadron collider. They smash atoms together to separate them and then they take you know into quarks and leptons and these small Mm -hmm. then they take the smaller particles and they smash them together and they get more particles it's like an infinite cycle yeah but in an atom we know this table right here is solid and it's made up of trillions and trillions and trillions of atoms there's probably more atoms in this table than there are grains of sand on every beach in Mm -hmm. the ocean which is analogy they talk about the number of stars in the universe but we know that from science and observations that atoms are literally 99.9 percent empty space they are void they are nothing a good analogy is if you had a base, think of the biggest baseball stadium. Just think of Bush Stadium. The nucleus of an atom. If you if an atom was Bush Stadium and the outer rim of the atom was the outer rim of the stadium, the nucleus would be the size of a golf ball mm-hmm. sitting on the pitcher's mound. And the electrons would be peas, the size of peas spinning around. So what's with all the empty space? That's the point. Mm-hmm. This table, according to quantum physics, shouldn't be solid. 
like this. I mean, it's most of this table, 99% of it is empty space. Why is it solid? Does, is this sort of the theory behind the Big Bang a little bit? Does that well, to do we're going to get into the Big Bang. We're going to get into the Big Bang. Because if an expansion this, this of each one of those little atoms expands to that much, like if they were close together and then they expand, that's a lot of empty space. Well, but in the this Big table. Bang supposedly had all matter that exists mm-hmm. in the universe was contained in that but single. But if it was compressed into, compressed a, into that into single, a single, called the singularity, mm, the size of, a, of an atom. Or smaller, actually. If it lost all of that open space in the outfield, so to speak. Kind of. Yeah, more, we'll get into that. But so when we see something, back to the site, yes. um, the experience is simply the information in our mind. And remember, that light, our brain, it takes time for it to process. We're actually about a tenth of a second behind. When I look at your coffee mug, I'm not seeing it quotation, air quotes, seeing it in real time. I'm yes. behind because it takes time for light to travel, which we're going to talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the speed of light is 186,000 miles per second. That's the speed of light. So it's, it's constant. It's, and- well, it's constant. And that and that that's a big part of this primary of consciousness is the constant nature of the speed of light which is bizarre. I mean, it, it's so bizarre. Einstein came up with this in the theory of relativity right. that the speed of light is constant. What I mean by that, if you're on the highway and you're traveling 60 miles an hour and you're passing a car going 40 miles an hour, it's basically there's a 20 mile an hour difference, right? Mm-hmm. You're going 60, they're going 40. If you're in a car going 60 and the and light passes you, it's not 186,000 miles minus 60 miles, right? Per hour. It's 186,000 miles. It's always constant. Yep. And yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what happens in that situation, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because that, that does matter. So we'll, we'll come back to the speed of light but okay. and the constant about it. But remember, <clears throat> electrons... And what they found out in in quantum physics is that you, whenever you observe a quantum particle, that the nature of it changes. You've heard of the observer effect, right? This is the most bizarre thing about quantum physics. Well, there's several bizarre, but this is one of the most bizarre things. To observe a particle means to change it just by seeing it exactly you- by observing it in any manner even with a mechanical machine does so, that apply to anything any like, particle any quantum particle so for instance if they look at an electron and they want to measure its spin rate it it changes it and it based on it talks this- about the the these particles are both particles and waves. It's called the, the, the quantum wave collapse. When you observe a particle, a point in space, when you observe it, it's a wave of probabilities of where it might be until you observe it. And the moment you observe it, that wave collapses 
in essence, and it becomes that particle in that place. But it doesn't happen until you deserve it. You've heard of Schrodinger's cat. Is it like taking a screenshot? So just like if you it took a picture and then isolated one frame. You took a video and isolated one frame. It becomes a picture. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could kind of think of it like that. And in the video, there's an endless possibilities of what that picture yes, could be. Yes, yes, exactly. But Each once one you is a little isolate, different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great analogy. Once you isolate that particular frame, now it's a picture. It's a different thing. Right. Yeah, okay. Schrodinger's I see that. cat is the, probably the best. Hei- have- a guy named Hei- uh, Schrodinger and another physicist, Heidinger, um, came up with this idea. Okay, you've got a cat, and he's in a box. And there's a, uh, if he hits his paw, and I'm not saying it exactly, but it's good enough. If he hits his paw, there's two buttons in the box. One button releases a poison gas, and he dies. The other button feeds him, and he gets food. And you don't know... You know that the cat, the only information you have is that the cat has pressed one of the buttons, but you don't know which one. So is the cat dead or is it alive? And quantum physics said it's both. Quantum physics says it's both. It's like that reel you were talking about. Mm -hmm. There's two pictures in there. You've chosen one. You just don't know which one's been chosen yet. Uh, It's called superposition. Yeah, It's in a state of superposition where the cat is both alive and dead at the same time. Now, this is just freaking bizarre. Look, quantum physics is so bizarre. And that relates, I suppose, to one atom in two different places or the reactionary kind of thing where there's an an opposite. Oh, you're talking about entanglement, which we're going to talk about. Does that have anything to do with it? Uh, it, Both things can be true. It all has... (laughs) To do, they're all connected. Quantum entanglement is the it's not the idea. This is all proven. That's what's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. if you have two particles that have interacted in some way, when you go to measure one of them, let's say you're going you've got particle A and particle B. If you measure the spin rate of particle A, the spin rate of measure B of particle B changes instantaneously, even if it's on the other side of the galaxy. And Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. But spooky because that's freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah. But that threw off his theory of relativity, correct? And that's why he spent the rest of his life well, doing that grand unifying right. theory. Trying to find the unified theory. It's also called toe, the theory mm-hmm. of everything. Yes. And why did it throw it off? Because Einstein's theory of relativity says Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Yet here we have two quantum particles, one on this side of the galaxy, one on the other. And instantaneously, they've even done experiments. They did an experiment in a plane or a jet with an atomic clock. Yep. And they had two part two photons, which are subatomic particles. You know, they're packets of light. And they changed one, and the other one changed instantaneously. It, at least they think it was instantaneous. They know it changed, but it. the reason they don't know for sure is that to communicate that, yeah, we got the change over here, but that takes time because it radio waves travel at the speed of light. So if they're right. doing it by radio or the Internet, mm-hmm. 
You know, nothing's instantaneous. You might think it's just instantaneous on the internet. Other times you think it takes hours, but I mean, right. usually you click on something on the internet, it's traveling at the speed of light. So, yeah, like an email. Right, right. So electrons don't really exist. They're probabilities. They're in this superposition wave of probabilities. They don't exist until you, you measure it, observe it. Exactly. Wow. So matter only exists in the mind. It doesn't exist in reality. So it's and you brought what did you say before we even started the show? You said it's kind of like that tree in the forest thing. That's yes, exactly yes, what yes, it's yes. like. That's exact if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? Yeah, it's the same and thing. And this I is just, saying so, no. So yeah, does that go ahead. make it to where is that where the whole mass and energy thing comes in? Because it sounds like it's all almost energy there till it's observed. There is no mass. There is no energy. Just Those observed. are products of consciousness. That's the point of where I'm going with this. Science assumes <clears throat> that there is an objective reality. Mm-hmm. But is there? alternative view here's the alternative view that i'm going to is that there's only consciousness consciousness actually observes the consciousness field there's nothing but consciousness you know there's string theory but we don't know what the strings are made of they said oh they're little vibrations you know that string theory is a theory that the smallest things are strings can i ask a question about consciousness sure. sure So how is it that all humans have the same experienced consciousness? But we don't. Well, we all see. I, I mean, mean, there's we people can, that we are colorblind. Pencil, yeah, sure, but, but, yeah, but that's more of a physical defect, right? Well, what do you mean? Like I the mean, rods in their eyes don't represent. They don't. Re, they don't recept the light. Right, but we right. can both tell that this is a pencil. Either way. Well, so we're kind of sharing a, a, a conscious experience. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't think I'm saying that uh, there's, you know, everything is just created in the mind. We don't really understand it, but we do know that that pencil, I mean, this is what quantum science or quantum mm-hmm. theory tells us, that it's made up of these subatomic particles that are 99.9% space, you know, they shouldn't mm-hmm. be solid. Like, I mean, there's, you know, they can get into how molecules are formed and what creates solids, et cetera, et cetera. But we do know that it's only consciousness, whether it's yours, mine, or some other person that walks in the room that sees that pen like that mm-hmm. or sees this table. If you, if a, a rock or let's, I don't know if a rock's conscious or not, but uh, mm-hmm. a rock doesn't perceive that pencil. Right, but I guess would all rocks or all flies perceive the pencil the same way? Is it a, like a structural? I, I guess I mean I it's a know. complicated question because there's is. no answer. No, I know. I'm just thinking out loud here, but it's like if we all have the same and there's levels of consciousness. Is it a biological concoction that creates the consciousness to? Well, I think that the argument that I'm making is that, no, it's not a biological, that actually it's consciousness that's created the pencil. That it's consciousness mm. that's created. That consciousness is primary. That the actual, 
you know, the, within the big bang or the, the little strings within all of that were little strings of consciousness that expanded. And let's mm-hmm. let's go on yeah, with yeah, this yeah, argument yeah. down at the bottom, and then we can get into that a little bit. So, since the speed of light is constant, the space-time continuum, different observers see it differently. So. If you're traveling at 99% of the speed of light, the speed of light, even if a light photon passes you, it's still going to pass you at that same speed, 186,000 miles a second, even though I'm moving at 10 miles an hour, which is very slow. You and I are going to see that light pass at the same time, but it's got to appear differently. So what our brain does is, this is where it gets kind of complicated, but it shrinks the time down lights moving the same but it shrinks it down but here's where we need to step out of the box a little bit think about it from the lights point of view say you could ride on a photon Mm -hmm. that you could move at the speed of light how fast would you be moving if you were riding a photon if you were the light itself how fast would you be moving you wouldn't be moving Everything all. else would be moving at the same Nothing time, would, right? You wouldn't be moving at all. From light's point of view, there is no speed. There is no motion. Think about it like this. And this is why Einstein created space and time. The faster you go, time slows down. We know this literally from jets traveling mm-hmm. from, once again, from New York to London, that when you arrive in London, you're like a thousandth of a millisecond behind the time when you left so, New York. Did you know that? Yeah, I As that, you yeah. move, time slows down. And when mm. you hit the speed of light, time stops. So it's like absolute zero for time is the yeah, speed of light. Right, it stops. And that's why say people say if you move faster than the speed of light, and this is a different area, but if you move faster speed of light, guess what would happen? Go future. Backwards. Go backwards. Because time, it's slow and slow and slow. It stops. Now you're moving faster. It's backwards. Not in the future. Huh. Time would go backwards. That's how you make a time machine that goes back in time. You go faster than the speed of light. So you got to think of this from light's perspective. When it passes you, but there's there's no time. So no space, no time, no matter, they don't exist from light's point right. of view. So the normal uh, the normal view from emission, like let's say Stella was in the closet and she f- hit a uh, flashlight and shined it on me. Mm-hmm. There's a time period from the emission of the light to where it hits my eyes and it's absorbed. Yet from light's point of view, it's all one moment. There's no lapse. I know, dude. It It is space-time collapses. And wouldn't that sort collapses. of be the ultimate perspective of the universe would be light? Or would it be? Yes. No, you're right. I mean, look, think about how light is kind of primary. I saw the light, the light right, of God, the right. light, light, you know, let there be light. What mm-hmm. was the first thing God spoke and there, there was light. light? Yeah. So then that would mean if, if light was the ultimate perspective, then 
Yeah, how we see and react and everything on Earth would, well, would we, be... And our consciousness is that's, what stretches yeah, that's what I'm out saying. It's, space it's, time. It's that, you're, that creates reality. Yeah, so matter, space, and time are simply qualities of the mind. That's all they are. They're not real things. Well, that they, would mean that everything is fake, right? It's not fake. It's just consciousness. It's their qualities of the mind. Same with causality. We think and science thinks in terms of, oh, this happened, therefore it causes that. Now that's a creation of the mind. Um, you know, there's a some great Indian philosopher that said, uh, the earth, moon, and stars are inside of me. All of the universe is in us who am i what is the self that feeling of i is consciousness itself if i am capital am then i am all the almighty god is not none other than the self it is where That's, we connect with the divine well that goes a little bit into like the psychedelic kind of thing yeah because i'd done some mushrooms not too long ago for those Russell. I know. And you have a profound sense um, that... That you're connected that with something you, yes, greater. Yeah. That, you are a, that you are a part of something and that they're, whatever it is is God. Yeah. And you don't really know what it is, but it's... You can feel you it. You can feel it. I totally And you can that. actually see it for a window in time. So that's my... And by the way, this, this theory that's so succinctly... And I do a horrible job of telling it, but it's a, a video by Russell. That's uh, not Ru Bertrand Russell. Um, I'll think of his name in a minute. Uh, it's called The Primary of Consciousness. And you can look it up on YouTube. And I encourage everybody to watch it because it's uh, really well done. It's just about an hour. Matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now just so I can give our listeners the... Uh, it's about an hour talk, and it, I mean, it blew my mind. Uh, Peter Russell, he's a philosopher and a mathematician. And what we're going to get into, we're going to, it gets even crazier. This is just, <laughs> this just a start. So that's the consciousness part. So what is the most accept, widely accepted theory, would say, about universe creation right now? What, what would you say? Uh I widely accepted as Big Bang. Big Bang, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's the Big Bang? In 1927, an astronomer named George Lemaitre had an idea. He said that very long ago, the universe was just a single point. And he said in an instant, it stretched and expanded to get as big as it's now, and that it kept expanding. So two years later... A guy from, uh, I think he's, what, he's from Monette, Edward Hubble. Oh, Marshfield. Marshfield, Marshfield, Missouri. Astronomer named Edwin Hubble noticed that other galaxies, you've heard of the, I'm sure the listeners heard of the Hubble Space Telescope. Mm -hmm. It's named for him because he was one of the first guys to notice this. He noticed that galaxies were moving away from us. And he also noticed that the further away the galaxies were the faster they were moving so mm -hmm. which to me kind of doesn't make sense because if speed of light i would think they'd be moving at the speed of light because light is where he's getting the information but that's another thing yeah but it's again telescopes 
he's you're getting light back from billions of years. Yep. So that's all that's a whole other conversation. The time right. warp, the mirror space. Know. So weird. So when the universe began, according to modern cosmologists and astronomers, it was hot, tiny particles mixed with light and energy. Uh, they grouped together, they formed atoms, and over time, the trillions of atoms came together and they formed stars, galaxies, and then uh, it it blew up. And the reason they think this is because they've they've observed things moving away from us. So, who is Copernicus? What is the Copernican principle? The Copernican principle is a cornerstone of astronomy, and it basically states that the Earth is just an ordinary, we're a rock spinning at, what is it, 67,000 miles an hour yeah. in a massive universe and that our solar system's kind of tucked away in a galaxy that's not extraordinary. It's, it's you know, we're just, we're just a, a rock and that we came out of the Big Bang and somehow the conditions were just right to make life uh, possible yeah. on Earth and... So, and to that theory then, because there are trillions and trillions of other planets, there's probably life all over the universe, right? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing in the original principles that justify statement about life. These seem to stem more from philosophical than astronomical considerations. But there was a famous experiment, and I want to look this up, but the, it's called the Michelson-Morley experiment m-i-c-h-e-l-s-o-n what was the other name mickelson morley m-o-r-l-e-y yeah i want to i want to pull it up to get a little more details of so what they were was trying to detect several things but one of the things they were trying to detect was the movement of the earth. You know, they knew that the earth, or they assumed that the earth was spinning, rotating on its axis, and that it also was spinning around the sun. So the experiment was performed, this was in 1887. The experiment compared the speed of light in perpendicular directions in an attempt to detect the relative motion of matter through space. They called it the Lumiferinus ether. They thought space was ether. That doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. what they were trying to detect was motion. And the most bizarre thing happened. They detected nothing. No motion. They could not detect that the Earth was moving through space. And they did it by setting up mirrors, you know, hundreds of miles apart and... Uh, I can go into all that. But everybody would agree that the result was negative. They detected no motion. And honestly, Albert Einstein, this bothered him a great deal. Mm -hmm. And I think it, when his theory of relativity was in 1928, I believe, somewhere in the... In, the around. general relativity. I mean, yeah. He had some other theories. But it was in the 20s, that. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. He came up with those equations to satisfy the reasons why the Michelson-Morley experiment failed. He literally 
came up with the solution. Oh, well, the earth has to, he, he started with the premise. I know the earth is moving. It's spinning. Mm -hmm. That experiment failed. It must've been because their math was wrong. So he created that to satisfy the idea that the earth was moving. And this is very simple terms. So, I mean, some scientists today, and the point I'm getting at is think that the theory of relativity is standing on shaky ground because well, it think, started from a premise that think, was incorrect. I think that the the quantum, you know, the quantum universe, the quantum theory throws that whole thing on shaky ground as well. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, and that's why he spent his whole life trying to connect the two. Right. And so, yeah, you might be... And they... To this day, they haven't able been able to rectify the theory of relativity and the theory of quantum. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so, but and, and but I don't understand be, it completely. Gravity has something to do with. They can't explain how gravity works. Oh, is that works the mattress and, and the? Well, that's just how gravity works. But I, I don't. Well, it wasn't that that it bent the time in a certain bent way. Space time. Yeah, that mass. And that was sort how he was trying to figure it out i'm not sure i don't remember that part very well but um anyway yeah this stuff's so over my head that's why i have to read it <laughs> over and over but i you know i watched uh, a film and read a lot from a uh a guy named wolfgang smith now just to give you an idea of this guy's mind he graduated from cornell with mm -hmm. degrees in physics Math and philosophy at the age of 18. Pretty smart dude. He said in this interview I was watching, he's still alive. Um, he said it, he goes, somewhere around the age of 12 or 13, I started to think. Mm. And I just thought. And my mom would call me for dinner and, and I would say, I can't come down, I'm thinking. And you know, Einstein did, did that a lot. Thought well, he, he didn't do a whole lot at all. He just thought. thought. Right. He was able to understand things better than Yeah, people most with people. these kind of minds, they see the equations and the math. Uh, they see it the and famous, then they have to like put it into ways that other people understand. And I who think was that's that kind famous of tough. Indian mathematician Ramaswamy mm -hmm. where he, where he there's a great piece in a film I remember where the teacher like called on him because he had I don't know, talked or something. The teacher's like, well, you come saw. And he goes up and he writes the equation perfectly. And the teacher's like, but I haven't even showed you. How, how did you know? And he goes, I don't know. I just thought it. I mean, mm -hmm. minds like Wolfgang Smith, Einstein, these, they see math in their head. They, they look at the stars and they see the equations. Mm hmm it's crazy. I mean, I'm I'm so unskilled. Well, it's like now. the old adage. It's like people only use ten percent of their minds, which I think got disproven scientifically. But if you can't measure conscience and your ability to think and see, right, that kind of throws that out of the window. Yeah. So the the thing about Wolfgang Smith that makes him different is his third degree was in philosophy, and you know, philosophy really arose out of religion. It was sure. the study of the nature of God, the nature of existence. But he looked at things a little different. I mean, obviously, he's a math genius. He went on to get a Ph.D. in mathematics. He taught at Berkeley. He taught, you know, at major colleges. University of Oregon, I think, is where he ended up. God, that'd be frustrating to teach like that. 
Like uh, you, you just, don't understand why people don't understand. I can't even imagine. I mean, this guy is so smart, mm-hmm. but his whole idea to bring it down is that physicists have lost. Remember, he had a degree in physics as mm-hmm. well. Have lost touch with the reality that, particularly in the the quantum world and quantum physics, they've reduced everything down, just trying to get smaller, smaller, smaller. He called it uh, reductio ad absurdum. It's absurd at some mm-hmm. point that they're they're doing this to try and explain reality, and instead it doesn't explain reality. That's the problem. It's just like we started with the table and the atom that's 99%, and that from light's point of view doesn't move at all. This stuff doesn't explain it's the our more, reality. Yeah, the more you discover, it continues to make the question bigger and bigger. And, bigger. and harder to and answer. Harder to exactly. Answer. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, uh, we talked about... The Newton, well, we didn't talk about Newton, but when he he published his famous book, Principia, it assumes all materials are made from atoms and that, uh, and we talked about that there's no actual particles. We talked about superposition, that they come into existence when measured and there's a famous experiment called the double slit experiments whereby they prove that particles i say particles quotation marks they're not really particles like photons they're waves they're both waves and particles and once again it's like you your analogy was perfect it's like a picture in a film reel until you choose it you don't know what the picture is going to be. It's an endless possibility, thousands mm-hmm. of possibilities. Uh, another thing that came out of the study, particularly Schrodinger and Heidinger, is the parallel universe theory. Remember going back to Schrodinger's cat, the cat is both alive and dead. Well, physicists said, look, I mean, this these are based on hard calculations. This is math. Right. This isn't conjecture. Therefore, the cat is both live and dead. And that means that every time there's a decision like that, that another universe is created. And in one universe, the cat is dead. Is created. Created. And in another universe, the cat is alive. Yes. Ugh. Now, so it- just to think about every decision you make. Am I going to wipe my butt today or am I not? Am I going to say this or not? Gonna, yeah. yeah. I mean, am I going to am I going to go to the store now or am I going to go later? In one universe you're going now, in another you're going later. So you yourself, your consciousness is creating an infinite number of universes literally every second and then every other every other mean? person. Yeah. So the number of universes and this if you look it up, look up parallel universes in the multiverse. Russell, this is what they believe. Now, if you ask me, that's fucking nonsense. I, but, I mean, is it just as theoretical as a lot of these but other it, things? But they say the math backs it up. And I, that's, that's, that math has got to be beyond understanding, right? Well, it is for you and I, for sure. But, I mean... Who it, is saying this? Is a, there a lot of... No, I mean... This is the most accepted. Look it up. The parallel multiverse. Look up the multiverse theory. Let's read it from Wiki. What's prop? Proponent. 
I just oh, curious to see I if mean, we Greg, see the name. multiverse theory completely explained. What is the multiverse theory? Wikipedia. But in essence, okay, the multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Together, these universes comprise everything that exists. The entirety of space-time added, uh, the different universes are called parallel universes, other universes, alternative, or mini-worlds. Yeah, it's also called the mini-world theory. Just go on down. Just search for evidence. Well, modern proponents, one of them include, and it gives a list of all Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, yeah. Stephen Hawking. I mean, I read Michio Koku's book, Parallel Universes, Mm -hmm. where he explains it. Now, it's been 12, 15 years since I read it. But the way they explain, I mean, it it makes sense because the cat, once again, going back to Schrodinger's cat, how can it be alive and dead at the same time? It can't. According to us, it has to be one or the other. Right. So. Um, just exponentially. That just is. Oh, I know. It's it, That's what I'm then saying. That it's, decision leads to another decision leads to another right, decision. Right. It just forks out. Right. Delta well, the bullshit. thing is, it's hard for us to grasp that because the thought of something being infinite, we can't. The numbers are so big, we can't right. wrap it's our minds around it. Infinity is something that the human mind is incapable I can understand infinity a little better than I can a lot of this. That seems crazy. Infinity is just like it goes up forever, whatever. Yeah, you know, this is like okay. I I can feel the block in my brain. Oh, I know. <laughs> when you're like that, can't. How would you even? Well, you know, according to that? Newtonian physics, you know, we live in this me- mechanistic clockwork universe that's all causality. This happens, creates that, right, and right. it creates that. That the movement of the whole is the sum of the parts. Um, but that Heisenberg blew that out of the water with his with the uh the probabilities heisenberg is the guy that came up with the idea of particles being in probabilities and he actually did the math and look this math in quantum physics that shows you know a particle is likely more probable to be here has been proven more than any other thing in science Mm -hmm. the math works sure i mean it's that's how they make even stuff like televisions use this idea that this particle is going to do this and that. And usually it's correct, but there's always it's a probability. It's not for certain. Is there that anomaly? That's why they say, you know, I'll never forget reading in books like you could hit your hand on this table a million times. There's a chance, however slight, that at one point my hand would go through the table. Hmm. That's the math says that. Wow, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, if there's as much empty space, right? Well, it's you know, speaking of empty space, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next was dark matter and dark matter and dark energy. So, well, before we even go there, let me let me bring up one other thing geocentrism and heliocentrism we live in 
the world of science, we're heliocentric, which means that we believe that the sun, our sun and our little solar system, is the center of our solar system and that the earth and the other planets revolve around the sun. The, the Bible originally taught us that the earth was more at the center, although it doesn't specifically say that because I, I'm I not think a that's Bible just what the, what the, the that's church how they was interpreted telling. It. Yes, yes, what the church was telling everyone in the church couldn't be a liar. Right. So the earth was the center, not the sun. <clears throat> but, you know, it wasn't until Copernicus and Galileo and, and Isaac Newton, it's actually way before Newton, but Newton just confirmed that no we move around the sun that's why when they did the mickelson morley experiment they wanted to show the speed they couldn't find any motion which is kind of bizarre in itself that they weren't able to find yeah to find any motion so we talked about hubble and simulation what's that simulation simulation (laughs) well that's yeah that's another theory we talked about how hubble uh, notice that these galaxies were moving away from us. So science has is able to measure the amount of matter that should be in the universe. And it came up when they did this and they did the calculations and based on the motion of galaxies and stars in our galaxy and their movement uh, from the Big Bang... It didn't add up. And that's where they came up with dark matter. So dark matter is a hypothetical kind of matter that cannot be seen with telescopes, but accounts for most of the matter of our universe. Now, this is from an article. This is stating it like it's conclusive. Right. It accounts for most, okay? Dark energy is an unknown form of energy which is hypothesized to permeate all space. In the universe, dark matter takes up roughly 20%, and these numbers have gone up, by the way. This is a little older. Dark energy is 70% of the universe. I think the last thing I read, they think that dark energy is 90%. Uh, In the universe, matter such as us, planet Earth, and all types of matter we humans know of make up less than 5% of the universe. Dark energy and dark matter help with the expansion of the universe because dark energy and dark matter helps accelerate the expansion of the universe. What they're saying is the speeds that they record these galaxies moving away from us don't make sense unless they add the dark matter and dark energy. Right. And they've never measured dark matter. They don't know what the fuck it is. They created it. Science. Well, Uh, it's kind of like Einstein thing. It it fit... The equation. Exactly. It, it, it made it. the equations work. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is because the energy in the matter is pushing out with the universe, making the expansion faster. However, this notion is still under development and has few pieces of evidence. One of the main reasons why this is not confirmed is because scientists cannot find it or detect the only reason we can prove there has to be some kind of missing matter is because uh, is this is messed up because the, when they perform calculations between the speed of stars and gravitational force p- 
pulling on them, the numbers don't add up. The mass of the stars do not create enough gravitational force to pull them so fast. This means there has to be some kind of mass that they are not counting for, and this is where dark matter comes in. That also, I guess, keeps the universe together, that gravitation, that gravity. Well, the universe isn't keeping together. It's fly- According to them, it's flying apart. So what about the, the well, I don't know. I, I saw it. It was like a little clickbait kind of article. I'm not sure. But the James Webb telescope that just came out, hasn't that kind yeah. of thrown the uh, a lot of the Big Bang theory because it proves that it's not expanding or as fast as they thought? I, I don't he- know. I had heard that in a news article. Um, Could be. Webb. Telly. So let's, here's the thing about dark matter and dark energy. These are contrived. It's like the parallel universes. You know, these physicists say, well, because we know super, superposition takes place, there has to be multiple parallel universes. Okay, they say, well, because the galaxies are moving at such a speed, there has to be some other force, except, Russell, and here is the key thing. Guess what happens when you do the same calculations for the galaxies going away, but instead of doing them from where we think our position is in the universe, our being Earth, and our solar system, if you put Earth at the center of the universe, all the calculations work perfectly without dark matter, without dark energy. Just that distance? That's it. Just right that there. little bit between us and little the sun? Little bit? Well, no, the- I'm talking about our solar system being moved to the center of the universe. Oh, I thought you were saying the sun at the center of no, the universe. No, So the our- entirety of our solar system. But Earth specifically in within our solar system if you place earth at the center of the universe you don't need dark matter or dark energy for the calculations of how the universe is moving away from us it works out perfectly and here's another thing yeah this is where i mean this is mind-blowing dude yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's mind-blowing that was the 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 clincher, that was the finale. What I just told you is the single most important. And look, in the movie, The Principal, it has, I've got a list somewhere of the, these are the, they interview about 20 guys, Straussman and um, Michio Kaku. These are the top physicists of the day. And they're all saying, let's, as a matter of fact, let's play that little intro to this movie. I think it'll help us a little bit. Welcome to the principle. It always seems like we're the center of the universe, but we're not. There's nothing special about humans. It's tremendous to be human. So why wouldn't we want to be in a special place in the universe made by a special God? Then there's cosmology. And there are probably a hundred billion solar systems in our galaxy alone. The Copernican principle. The universe on large scales is extremely simple. It's the same in all directions. There's nothing special about the Earth. In fact, our universe may be one among many universes. What our universe is really trying to tell us? If our Earth really turns out to be special, then I would say, hey, God made a mistake. That's Michio Koku. God. Mm. That's the only infinity. How are we going to move into the next decade? Philosophically speaking, it's very uncomfortable. 
Because if the Earth is in the center of the universe, that means that somebody put it there. We've always believed that there was a Garden of Eden. I believe in God. I believe the universe was created by God. We realize that maybe Earth is more special than we thought after all, but for a different reason. We live at a very special time. Life is extremely special. This idea that we're not in any special place in the universe, there's something wrong with that. All these things are rather strange, and we don't know why they're occurring right now. It's a, it's a mystery that's frustrating many of us. There's all this stuff out there. That must mean we're insignificant. That must mean there's nothing special about this place. On the largest possible scales, the universe is uniform. So why would they expect to see anything special? Just because we are smaller than a star or the Andromeda galaxy, we're somehow less significant. For better or worse, there's going to be a debate over this matter, and it's proper that the debate continue until the resolution has been hit upon. Always question the scientists and their foundations. At the moment, modern physics is not making a lot of sense. What is everything made of? You know, oops, there's about 95% stuff we don't know. And what have they discovered? Absolutely nothing. Zilch. They've tried all the answers, and none of the answers work. We are in a special place. I do believe that. I don't think that this is telling us that we humans are in a particular special place. It seems to make it special, but we don't like being special. It's the moment of truth for science. So, dude, this is... I don't know how else you can say it's earth-shattering information. Well, it makes it... I mean... Here's the thing I've learned over the last couple of years about science and politics and people is that this would discredit a lot of people and discredit a lot of their work and a lot of their funding. If, yeah. some, if this were true, it throws a big wrench in things. Yeah. That is not just going to be taken kindly. Well, and, the, and, you know, that's why we started talking about paradigm shifts, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how science and truth go through these different stages. The pushback from this film is incredible the woman who who narrates it she was on oh gosh darn it i don't have her name right in front of me but she she uh was in star trek i think next generation every one of those physicists assigned a release the pushback the, well let me back up the pushback was massive because when the film came out it was it was labeled a geocentric film. It was a film that promoted geocentrism, the idea that the Earth is at the center of the universe, mm -hmm. not just this random rock in some lonely corner. Uh, it pushed the idea that the Earth is at the center. And these scientists, look, they all had... And the, I watched another film with the guy who made this film, The Principal, where he said, look, here's the, the release that they signed. It specifically lays out what the purpose of the film is, that we're investigating these questions. Is the Earth at the center of the universe or not? Mm. And they signed the releases. And then they caught so much flack from like the science writers at the New York Times, etc. Oh, he's a geocentrist. You know, so let's just you and I talk about a little bit. What does that mean? If the earth is at the center of the universe, I mean, what does that mean to you? What would, if I told you that, wow, at science this, just found out the earth is at the center of the universe. Um, at this point, I don't think it would change that much. would be like, huh, all right. But I have a feeling you're going to tell me some stuff that might change. No, no. I mean, I, no, I think, well, what it says is that there was, there's create, there's a creative force. 
like he said, like the scientist said, if we're at the center of the universe, somebody put us there. Well, it wasn't maybe, an accident. Yeah, maybe. But also, standing right now without this theory, we're still incredibly perfect and lucky, and things worked out in such an amazing way. Yeah. Over those multiple universe, like those decisions that were made. Those things that happen. The things that happen. Yes. Well, like, yeah. If you like want to the, say decisions, Like the golden made. ratio. Yeah. I mean, it, all oh, of those things, the, our distance from the sun, our distance between the moon and the sun, yeah. and the, you know. Just the fact that there is a moon, and it's the perfect size. The fact size that there's water. And, the, the fact that, that we haven't had, you know, all of these things. So We've what, been very lucky, so it wouldn't surprise me if Earth was the center of the universe, because that's just another, like, yeah, we're lucky. But it's not luck. That's the whole point. If you say it's lucky, that means that you're you're saying it just it's happenstance, right? It's a coincidence. Could be. Yeah, it, it could be. Just like my hand if it's could inf- theoretically exactly. go through this. Table. We may be the anomaly. Statistically, in the, the chances would be one in a universe. Ten <laughs> with fifty zeros after it. Right. And, I mean it would but be But that's that's universe though, right? I mean, as big as the universe is, the possibility of something as small as Earth being this lucky. Well, quantum physicists would tell you that there's another universe where the Earth is in another place, and there's another universe sure. where there isn't life on Earth. You know, and and who knows? And that may all be true all mm-hmm. at the same time. But I, I would say though that it does, if it comes to be true, that would definitely give a lot more clout to the creation theory. What if I told you the Earth's location in the cosmos has been purposely hidden from you? What do you mean? You want to know why? Well, these are questions that the film asks. Mm -hmm. Purposely hidden. That the science knows that the Earth is a center. Here's here's another scientific fact they found. I found this one fascinating. They do these readings on temperatures in the universe. So they have a a telescope that's infrared or some sort that does temperature readings. And how which could pull it up, but it's well we're not on video today anyway. So uh they do a map and they they chart all the temperatures in a color-coded way. So you'll see a blue blob here, right? And then a red here where it's hotter and a blue here where it's colder etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they draw these temperature inversions or whatever run on this certain line our solar system and this is a little hard to explain without visuals but our solar system our elliptical plane lines up perfectly with these temper temperature inversions in the universe the point these scientists made said there's no reason it should do that mm-hmm. it's absolute the chances of that are next to nothing it's mm-hmm. just another coincidence like you said all these things that had to happen the moon had to be in a certain place for life to exist there's mm-hmm. the golden ratio found throughout the cosmos etc 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 so there's either, i mean it's one of two options there's creation a creative mm-hmm. force whatever you want to god whatever you want with to a call blueprint it. to put all these pieces together right mm-hmm. exactly or it's an accident and the big bang theory you know, they still the, the Big Bang doesn't answer the question, what did that come from? Or it's a simulation, and that's why they can't find the motion. Yeah, but if we're it's not a moving. simulation, someone's in charge. That's still a that's creative still creation. Force. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is by this 
it get the bottom line is is there a creative force god if you will or not mm-hmm. that's what these questions are and if there is a god doesn't that give man hope and wouldn't that be one of the reasons they'd want to hide it from you they science want this is my opinion now science wants you to think that we're this lonely little happenstance rock spinning in the middle of the universe with no purpose mm-hmm. that now if on the other hand we know that there's a god that created life on earth and that earth is special it's in the center of the universe it gives you hope well and it takes power away from powerful people definitely you know if you realize that you know if I, that's my whole thing with this it could be very well true yeah but i, I just i don't there's too many theories there's too much money on the line for for this to well go right so here's the some of the other this. questions what if i told you the smartest most popular scientists of the past century admit that the earth seems to be in the center of the universe you probably believe the earth revolves around the sun in the same way you believe that two plus two equals four have or what if i told you this has never actually been proven and that's true it has never been proven that the earth orbits the sun it's all a theory mm-hmm. so there's no like we check one side of the sun and then go around and check no, the that's other. what i'm saying there's it's a theory it's mm-hmm. never been proven Okay. I know. I mean, dude, this is mind-blowing <laughs> stuff. All right. We just take it for granted. Sure. Of course the earth moves around the sun. We see the sun. But, I mean, we see the sun come up and go down. What if the sun's the one moving? We don't know. It could be the sun. What if I told you that your significance as a person is directly related to earth's special place in the cosmos? So, you know, the, the maker of the film, a guy named Delano, he said, the question of our place in the cosmos is the greatest scientific detective story in all of history. The world has been shaped by two great assertions. One places us in the center of it all, and the other relegates us to utter insignificance. The principle is the first documentary that has dared to examine the persistent puzzle at the heart of modern science and it and it really does i highly recommend that people watch it and the other documentary i watched about wolfgang smith is actually uh made by the same guy delano who and he's not like this rabid christian dude you know mm-hmm. oh gotta believe the bible He's just asking science to answer these questions. And here you have the top physicists in the world Mm -hmm. all agree that, wow, if you place the earth at the center, all the problems we have with our calculations go away. There's no need for dark matter. There's no need for dark energy. Wow. I know. I mean, that, that kind of sums it up. And it, you know, in this time of turbulence, Russell, I think we need some hope. I think, and, and yeah. some people are really science minded, and I love that. I mm-hmm. think we should be. But, but if science, science has been, co- us, been taken over for years, well, science I know. Is, there's science, and then there's the science, <laughs> and and we're living in a the science world where you're told where what the to Anthony Fauci exactly, the world. exactly. So so, but look what's happening. Like look at the pushback, like on on the the jabs mm-hmm. now. 
You know, I mean, the science is act. The real science is coming out. The stuff we were saying that we got banned well, from YouTube yeah, and two I years think, ago. I think if if more people talked about this the way they talked about or continue to talk about the jab, and I think it would work. But it's something that only a handful of people really understand or take the time to think about. Right. And there's no personal side effects to any of this. Mm-hmm as where there's a physical reaction to a lot of these. So, you know, there's not going to be the public outcry for this type of stuff, unfortunately. Well, I will say, though, this film <clears throat> didn't have any distributor. It's done incredibly well. Mm. Uh, people are, people, here's a, a another, you know the guy who created Gab, Torbo, is his name, uh, Andrew Torbo, I think, something like that. Mm. I uh, just came out with a book about retaking uh, our Christian philosophy and bringing it back into our society. And he had, nobody would publish that book. He self-published it, and he sold 10,000 copies in the first two days. Mm-hmm. There's a he, he was talking about his church, how they had to build two new parking lots. I'm not being a missionary for Christianity. I mean, up in full disclosure, I do consider myself a Christian, a non-church going mm-hmm. Christian. I definitely believe in a creative force and I definitely believe in God, but some of that has been shaped by my uh, research into science. Just curiosity. The science, yes, the science points to God. Mm-hmm. Well, if I don't know if you're watching always, always Sunny in Philadelphia, but uh, it's one of my favorite shows. It's been around 15 years. It's and a TV show? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a okay. good uh, sitcom kind of deal. They make this really great um, comparison. And, and they're like trying to prove whether science is real or God is real. Mac, look, you're wasting our time. You're not going to get us to not believe in evolution. And why is that? Because the smartest scientists in the entire world all agree that it's real. I'm glad you brought that up. Because, Mr. Reynolds, science is a liar sometimes. Oh, boy. This is Aristotle, thought to be the smartest man on the planet. He believed that the Earth was the center of the universe, and everybody believed him because he was so smart. Until another smartest guy came around, Galileo, and he disproved that theory, making Aristotle and everybody else on Earth Look like a bitch. Of course, Galileo then thought comets were an optical illusion, and there's no way that the moon could cause the ocean's tides. Everybody believed that because he was so smart. He was also wrong, making him and everyone else on Earth look like a bitch again. And then, best of all, Sir Isaac Newton gets born and blows everybody's nips off with his big brains. Of course, he also thought he could turn metal into gold and died eating mercury, making him yet another stupid bitch. Are you seeing a pattern? No. (laughs) Mr. Reynolds, these were all the smartest scientists on the planet. Only problem is they kept being wrong. Sometimes. This is insane, you fool. I'm a fool because I have more faith in the saints that wrote the Bible? Yeah, because you just read the words of a bunch of guys that you never met, and you just take it on faith that everything they wrote was true. Mm. And what makes you think what your scientists are writing is any more truer than my saints? Because there are volumes of proven data, numbers, you know, 
Figures. There are fossil records. Oh, fossil records. Ah! I didn't even think about the fossil records. I guess I'll concede. Oh, wait, well, one more thing before I do, Mr. Reynolds. Have you seen these fossil records? Have I s Huh? Have you poured through the data yourself? The numbers? The figures? Well, no. I mean, no. Oh, interesting. So let me get this straight, Mr. Reynolds. You get your information from a book written by men you've never met. And you take their words as truth based on a willingness to believe, a desire to accept, a leap of, oof, dare I say it, <laughs> faith? Ah, come on, come on. Look, I mean, I don't even know how I'm supposed to respond to that. Like, ah, come on. That is a, that's a false equivalency. Just answer the question, Mr. Reynolds. Sure. Yeah, okay. I rest my case. Well, that got me. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Frank, do you want me to? Put me on. Yeah, all right. What? Well, we're going on the fence. I mean, that's a shadow of a doubt. You actually don't believe in evolution. It's the same thing. I am. You're being told what to think based off of what you want to believe. Well, that's the purpose of this podcast, mm -hmm. bro. Just to think. Right? Just, just think. to think, to be yeah. curious. Mm -hmm. And we've been censored because of just thinking. Mm -hmm. Think about how crazy that is. For yeah. literally thinking out loud, our channel was taken off the largest video platform in the history of the earth. She's talking. For talking and thinking. Yep. I mean, it's a, that thought in itself is insane. It's mm -hmm. a clown world we're living in. And it just, it makes... No, it's an inquisition. It's, a, it's just another... This time it's the government, not the church. But they're the same vehicle. Know. You know? So... I thought about doing a, a... We've done so much on the FBI that I really didn't want to. But God, the latest revelations. That, I don't know. Did you heard about the, the Facebook revelation, the private messages? Did you hear about that? Mm, between so, FBI agents? Yeah. So the FBI... Just get this in real quick. This was just released. A whistleblower came out and said that after the 2020 election, Facebook was asked to provide, they were given a, a subpoena to provide any private message, not post, any private message that questioned the 2020 election. And Facebook turned over like a Everything. trillion terabytes of data to the FBI. Yep. Every private message. If you sent a DM, direct message on Facebook to someone else saying, hey, I think the election was fraudulent in Georgia, uh, Facebook sent that to the FBI. Wow. I know. I mean, to me, that's stunning. I mean, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, I mean, I get it. Trump's a target. But to, Every to even one. question? Since when? Yeah, and this is good. questioning. What we're talking about today is questioning mainstream science. Mm -hmm. But what's wild is this film, and once again, it's called The Principle, and it's free on YouTube. These are the top physicists in the world are saying, yeah, kind of looks like we might be the center of the universe. It's mm -hmm. pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and we, you know, I, we can't say one way or the other because I've never done the math. I'll never be able to do the math. Right. No, we We're have just to taking rely their on word. Them. So, yeah, it's it's you're always <clears throat> relying on someone, but... Uh, you know, there's more than just one answer to every single issue. Yeah. And you got to sort it out for your own self and figure By it out. By the way, there is a, uh, 
a 20-minute documentary short that breaks down the conspiracy to discredit the film. Like when the film came out, all the major media, major pushback. They don't want you to, you know, and that's another thing. Why the hell would they care? Oh, because they're in the pockets of... Uh, the cabal or whatever it is yeah well you pay them enough they'll stop you know you say hey we need you to run the story this way and they'll do it yep and you know it's like this article saying much like the thought crimes which we were just talking about from george orwell's iconic 1984 this uh, short film is called thought crime it simply asks why science fears the discovery of the significance of man why does science not want us to ask questions what did the principle, the documentary, uncover that they're so afraid of? They're terrified because, once again, if we know that there's a God, dude, it just changes things. Mm-hmm. They want people to feel hopeless. Yeah. Wretched. Poor. You own nothing and like it. Yeah. God throws a whole wrench in the whole right. one world government, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, what are the communists, the very first thing they do in communist countries, they get rid of the church. Yes, the government government becomes becomes the church. Politics, that kind of stuff becomes religion. Yep, totally. Well, anyway, it's a lot to ponder, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, So good. So watch the principle, and uh, more importantly, make sure you visit clarification.com. Uh, I did want to apologize. We're going to redo the website. We have oh, some empty yeah. pages because YouTube pulled us down. So if you go there mm-hmm. and you see this is not available, it's because YouTube pulled it. But And it's going to require... They deleted us entirely. Yeah, deleted <laughs> so our account. It's so gone. it's going to require us to wrestle to completely rewrite, rewrite the website. So be patient with us. We will get it. Well, that was a good show, brother. Yep. We will see you next time. Sounds good. Later.